Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet that can split an arrow in twain five times. <laughs> I, or I was, somewhere close. Originally, I said split an audio track five times, and I was like, is that too uh, obscure? Maybe. I think it's too obscure. Mm. It's the noobs and the Whovian. We're nothing if not obscure. My name is Austin. I'm the Whovian. and these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're, we're the noobs. noobs. And this is the podcast that introduces a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who, who haven't. So welcome to episode number 117, covering series eight, episode three, Ro- <laughs> Robot, I almost said Robin. <laughs> <laughs> not Robin. Robot of Sherwood. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 117, where Dad Austin has a stroke. Had some NyQuil. <laughs> robot of Sherwood. This is the one where the Doctor and Clara meet Robin Hood and the robot of Sherwood, which are oddly not the same person. Even though the Doctor thinks. <laughs> and you know, when I was re- mm-hmm. when I was trying to think back on this episode, I thought that's what it was. I thought that I thought the Doctor was right. I thought it turned out that they were robots or holograms or something. I couldn't remember what it was. I mean, obviously it was robots because it's in the title. But um, so at any rate, this is story number 244, originally airing September 6th, 2014 to 7.28 million viewers, written by Mark Gaddis and directed by Paul Murphy, who we've uh, we've now heard from a couple of times. Well, I guess seen his work a couple of times. Um, under miscellaneous trivia, um, I don't think uh, I ended up writing this down, but I did come across this, that there was a... There was a show called Robin of Sherwood that was on, I think, in the 80s. And it was on at the same time as Doctor Who. So this was kind of a little, you know, nod to that. But the thing that, that, that threw me off was that Robot of Sherwood, as we talked about, turns out to not be Robin Hood. Wow. He's not the robot. Yeah. Um, so let's see. When the um, more interesting Robin Hood connections here, when the display is showing all the different Robin Hood stories to Robin Hood, and he's like realizing that like, you know, his story will go on forever as as legend. One of the images that gets shown is actually Patrick Trofton mm. playing Robin Hood. Yeah. So uh, if you'll remember the second doctor, um, he was apparent. And according to the wiki, the wikia, they called him the first actor to play Robin Hood on TV. Now, what? I don't know TV if that means as in TV and movie or uh, no in TV, TV because like there were Robin Hood movies like there were silent Robin Hood movies. If I remember correctly. Okay. Um, so I don't know if they mean, you know, British TV, t- TV yeah. anywhere. I, you know, like it was just like one of these like one off remarks on the yeah. Wikia. I'm like, oh, cool. That's that's oh, interesting. So you sure. hold that title. Yeah. But at the very least, um, uh, I certainly if you'll notice, I certainly still don't remember how to actually say his last name. I don't remember five minutes ago when I just said it, if I said Trofton or Troughton, because I don't know which one it is. So I say it differently every time. Uh, but apparently he did play Robin Hood. So they, they snuck that in there as one of the images they mm. showed. So they, you know, there was like movie posters of Robin Hood movies. There were book covers. There were, you know, all kinds of different things. And one of them was a shot of the doctor <laughs> playing Robin Hood. I wonder if the day. editors even knew, because I feel like oh, they I'm wouldn't sure. have included that. No, they definitely would have included that. Like, that's that's the thing. Mm. I mean, yeah. that just, like, causes continuity errors, though, of, like, but wait, so no, he's it, actually yeah. a real person and he's the doctor? Well, I mean, we, we discussed last week that uh, they yeah. have Peter oh, Capaldi yeah. and Matt Smith exist in a parallel universe in universe mm. in yeah. the so Doctor Who universe. Anyways, 
Um, this is, guys, this is interesting. This is the first episode since Journey to the Center of the TARDIS, which was like Series 7, Episode 4 or something like that. I mean, it goes it goes back a little ways. The first episode since Journey that doesn't visit present-day Earth at all. So every episode wow. between here and there, really, they at least spent some portion of the episode on present day Earth. Which is extra <clears throat> funny because the majority, of, not the majority, all of this episode took place on Earth. Right, but not present day Earth. Wow. There, was, there was no like hop back into the TARDIS to go get a coffee real quick. Or it's not like, like Journey mm-hmm. to the Center of the TARDIS where all of it took place inside the TARDIS. Like, right. This was on Earth and they still didn't. They still weren't in present day Earth. Is it? Mm. Yeah. At all. Uh, because we start off in the TARDIS in the time vortex, presumably. Well, like in flight yeah. with the, the doctor talking to Clara. And then they land. And then when they leave again, that that's it. Hmm. Robin shoots an arrow into the sky and then credits roll. Yeah. Yeah. That was, <laughs> yeah. was kind of weird. They picked a good guy to play Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. I thought he was. I thought he was pretty good. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so speaking of the cast, where we're not going to talk about the guy that played, <laughs> played Robin Hood, nice. um, I looked at his IMDb. I didn't recognize anything he's been in. Uh, maybe some some of our British listeners are screaming at their iPods right now, going, "How did you not mention the floopity doo?" I don't know. Uh, Master Quail, which we will talk about later on in the random uh, part of the sec- uh, random section of the of the uh, recap here. Uh, was played by Roger Ashton Griffiths. And the only reason I even put him in here, he was in the one scene. Uh, he's the guy that spit in the face of the, the Sheriff of Nottingham <laughs> and then is promptly dispatched. That was so much spit. Uh, that was my I note later on. <laughs> that was my random note. Um, he played um, Mace Tyrell on Game of Thrones. So there's our Game of Thrones connection uh, for the week. We haven't had one wow. in a little bit. Uh, the Sheriff of Nottingham, played by Ben Miller, now, he's one of these guys where I'm going, oh, where do I know him? I recognize him, but I don't think he had a beard the last time I saw him. Mm-hmm. So if you take off the beard and the mustache, as he appears in his IMDb photograph, mm-hmm. clean shaven, as soon as I saw that, I went, okay, I definitely know this guy, mm-hmm. but where do I know him from? And as soon as I scrolled down, like I always talk about the, you know, the four, you know, well-known four things, yeah. one of them was, um, had Mr. Bean. And I was like, Wait a minute. What? what and it wasn't Bean. actually Mr. Bean. Aww. It was uh, Johnny English. You guys remember the Johnny English mm-hmm. movies? Yeah. So it's, it's uh, oh gosh, why can't I think it's, of the name I can't of, the, of the Mr. Bean actor? Dang it. Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Plays Johnny English in at least three movies. Maybe maybe there's a fourth. I, don't, I can't remember. Mm. Uh, but at any rate, his sidekick guy, Boff. Do you Boff. all remember Boff? No, uh, I do not. <laughs> okay. Really? Boff is like his like his little sidekick in the Johnny English movies. And if I remember correctly, I think it's, uh, no, 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 I'm confusing that with pink Panther actually. But anyway, he's, he's the guy that, that accompanies mm-hmm. uh, Johnny English everywhere. And that was him. That was Ben Miller, um, boff in the Johnny English movies, boff spelled B O U G H. It's like how mm-hmm. British of a like name Trough is that? Man yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so at any rate, uh, when I, when I first saw that on IMDB, I was like, who is bow? I don't remember. Bow. Oh, boff. Because I've never, <laughs> He calls him Boff all the time. I thought it was B-O-F-F. I didn't know it was B-O-U-G-H. So that's still a weird name if you ask me. Definitely. Guys, noobs, and, <laughs> again, all of our British listeners, including the one how named Boff. Is one, how dare you? Isn't that how you spell bow? Like on a ship? 
the the bow, the bow, of this, the the bow, bow whatever. Yeah, the bow. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought it was. I thought it was bow, and I was like, who's bow? <laughs> anyway, guys, noobs in the hooping is brought to you by R Five Website Management. Get your hosting, domain registration, security, all at a great price. Make sure you head over to store. R5WebsiteManagement.com. Use the code Noobs. at checkout for 15% off your entire order and you can get started building your awesome website today. Don't forget, if you need help building that website, email me at Austin at R5WebsiteManagement.com. So that brings us down to the checklist. Uh, the name of the episode, Spoken in Dialogue. Nope. No. Again. I mean, like, that there would have been. Could have been. Yeah. I mean, the name is a pun and they sure like to say puns. I'm surprised they <laughs> never said that. And again, you know, like dinosaurs on a spaceship. Like this yeah. would have been the perfect episode for not the twelfth Doctor, apparently, oh, but yeah. Clara to have said robots of Sherwood, you know, and something like that. Anyways, the creatures of the week were the robot knights and apparently the sheriff of Nottingham. Okay, so here's the thing: were you mm-hmm. guys confused about the sheriff? Yeah, a little bit. Did it it's not like seem half man, half engine? Like, yeah. Well, yeah. didn't it seem ambiguous? Like, okay, here's what I thought happened. I thought he was a dude yeah, and mm-hmm. the spaceship crashed and he investigated it. And then and they are basically, huh? And he just saw a bunch of robots. Well, and yeah. Like he encountered them. And went like here, right. You can be our leader and stuff. Well, I thought the whole leader part was, was just, them using him. Oh yeah. Until he shuts them down. Yeah. And right. And then, then I'm like, what? They I'm gave like, him that sort of power. They gave him a him? remote control. So I I thought that they were using him to get, get what they needed, they needed. And then yeah. as soon as they could leave, they were either going like, to kill him or just blast off without him or whatever, whatever. Um, which I guess, mm. actually, I guess the, he, he went with them, didn't he? Wait, mm. what happened to him? He, he died before killed. they ever took off. Oh, that's right. He fell in the, yeah, the, 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 the gold. molten gold. Started to get out and then it dried over. Okay, so here's the thing. The Wikia said that that was supposed to be an indicator that he was a robot. Oh. Did you get that from that? No. I did not get no, that. No, what that. I got was science doesn't seem to be working here because <laughs> he moved after falling into molten gold and then the gold dried once he got out of the... Right, it's and, still his hands, hot and his hands were still in like fine. They weren't half melted off and stuff like that. Yeah. But so apparently uh, there was a... Oh, oh, okay. So we got that and then we got the line that he says, half man, half engine. Okay, when, when he said that, were y'all confused I just yeah. assumed he meant like teaming up, like oh, human so, okay. and robot. Okay, I didn't mean. I, I didn't think he me, was like I'm a machine. I that's that's what he's supposed I to mean, have meant. It's supposed to have meant he is part robot now, and so presumably we have to inject into that the backstory that when he found them, as he says in his story to Clara, that they then made him part robot, which is. Uh, why he says that later and, and presumably why he's able to survive for a little bit of time in the, in the molten gold or whatever. But that line to me just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Apparently there was a, a scene that was filmed and deleted where the sheriff was beheaded revealing that he was in fact a robot oh. or at least part robot or something. Mm. So that later on when he says the line, half robot, half engine, I mean, half man, half engine. It's like, right, because we just saw that he is, a, in fact, a robot. Just like earlier on when the guard got his arm cut off and, oh, it's a robot arm, right? Um, 
it that to me makes way more sense later on for him to make that statement and for him to be leaving with them. Because yeah. as I said, yeah. I was un- under the impression that they were going to ditch this guy as yeah. soon as they could, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so apparently the reason that they cut the scene, this is this is a weird quirk of timing that, um, and I'm actually, I'm kind of surprised that they haven't put it back in subsequently in like DVD releases. There was there was a terrorist act in the news at the time was where it a, a journalist had been beheaded. Okay, I was like, so they said is there no relation to beheading. Uh, just, no, no, maybe no, no. we it shouldn't was, do this. Or, it was no, uh, no, no. no. That, that's that was why they were like, ah, oh, uh, this might maybe we should timing. remove that scene. We should delete that scene. Um, and again, like I said, I'm I'm surprised that like that's the right move, but I'm surprised that later on they didn't add it back in. Yeah. Because like right now, nobody would look at that and go, how dare oh they? God. You know, I mean, but, this is like a throwaway episode. They could have just like pushed it forward. Like I assume. Oh they yeah, yeah. Well, this is kind not. of a bottle episode where they could yeah. have made it. They, they yeah, they could have pushed it to episode nine or something. You're right. Yeah. That, actually, that would have even made more sense. Um, but you know, and and this kind of thing has happened before. There's mm-hmm. been. Um, uh, I remember years and years ago there was. Um, it was a soap opera like days of our lives or general hospital or something like mm-hmm. that, where there was a, a bombing uh, that took place in an episode and it just so happened to end up, it was going to air like three days after a major bombing. I don't even remember what it was like the wow. Oklahoma city bombing or something major oh, like wow. that, something big. but it was, but it was the whole episode was about this happening. And it was like one of the characters you know, oh, sets up a bomb no. and the whole episode is about that. And it obviously they couldn't not do that episode because it impacts the everything that happens after it. So they had like Ooh. this, this like thing at the beginning where one of the actors came on and was like, you know, this has happened recently and we're, you know, very sad for the families and et cetera, et cetera. And but this has there a is large a scene impact. That, well, they said, show. yeah, this is a scene that we filmed months ago and the timing is, is, is hard to believe, but we, like we can't have to, do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, like this we, we have, but please understand that we recognize the yeah. timing and that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And our hearts are with the families and that whole kind of thing. The most famous example that I can think of though was the, uh, oh gosh, I don't remember which Spider-Man movie it was. It was in the original trilogy of Spider-Man movies uh, the with Tobey Maguire. Ones, as I like to say. <laughs> and it may have been the third one. It was delayed opening in the theaters because the opening scene of the movie uh, involved him, uh, Spider-Man, capturing the bad guys that were flying around in a helicopter by slinging webs between the twin towers oh, and gosh. creating a giant spider web. And it was set oh, to release no. like October of 2001 or something like that. Oh. So they, after the attacks happened, they were like, well, okay, we have to completely redo that scene and like delayed the movie oh by like a couple months or something like that. Jeez. And there was guys, there were all kinds of things when the towers came down, there were all kinds of shows that went in or shows movies. Yeah. That, that either oh went in and changed goodness. it or, or, you know, like, and some of them, it was no. like, like that, that's, that's the most famous one because the scene, it wasn't the twin towers in the background. They were, they like were central interacting. Yeah. 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 So, at any rate, so because of that, you end up with this weird discontinuity within this episode where it's like all of a sudden we get the reveal, half man, half engine. And I'm like, uh, what? Uh, what? Uh, 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 
Uh, let's see. Stuff the doctor loves. Uh, not laughing. He um, does not love laughing. He loves not laughing. He Would loves not laughing, laughing and he does not love laughing. He also yes. hates bantering, apparently. Uh, <laughs> which I'm like, wow, that's wow, a change up from, from the 11th doctor. Yeah. Or yeah, or the doctor. <laughs> yeah, wow, doctor. <laughs> the doctor in general. Um, under Jiggery Pokery, the Sonic uh, can blow up an archery target at 30 paces. That was amazing when he's like, oh, I'm, I've had enough of this. And <laughs> just like... Like exploded. It. Yeah. I want to know what exactly a sonic screwdriver did to make you know, like a pile of, of like wood and he, straw ignite. He had like, the heat seeking arrow. Oh, that's right. He had, yeah, he had a homing device over there. So apparently the homing device also had a detonator in it of some well, kind, apparently. some sort of explosives, which can't be set off by the arrow striking it, but do respond to a sonic screwdriver. Well, he did that intentionally so that he could. Do that. Yes, of course. It was a very clever Obvious. plan. Obvious. Yeah. Very clever plan. I love, uh, <laughs> speaking of clever plans, Clara saying, can you explain your plan without using the words sonic screwdriver? Because <laughs> if you'll recall, they took your sonic screwdriver. And he's like, oh, right. Yes. And she says, it's always the sonic screwdriver. Just saying. It's <laughs> like, I'm wondering how much of that was a real world poke. Yeah. Because you remember, yeah. remember there was the one guy that like the one showrunner got rid of the sonic because it was like. Yeah too easy of, too of a scapegoat yeah. or not a scapegoat, but like a, you know, easy too fix easy, to everything. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, the TARDIS, uh, self healed from the arrow. Oh, hole, that which, was cool. That was really cool. It's been shot it by an arrow out. before, but yeah. it didn't heal that time. The Wikia pointed out that there've been times where, you know, uh, do y'all remember one of the greatest, like end of the episode, beginning of the episode callbacks, kind of like the coffee, uh, where, mm-hmm. uh, the first time we see the doctor in the second episode, he's holding the cups of coffee because it's a callback to the last episode. Do y'all remember there was the, the doctor, uh, or maybe it wasn't beginning end of an episode. Maybe it was just at the opening where an arrow gets shot into the TARDIS mm-hmm. and they take off. And I think it's, I think it was vampire, uh, not vampires of Venice, um, fires of Pompeii where they, yeah. they land in, in, uh, Pompeii. Yeah. And they get out and the arrow is still hanging in the TARDIS. Because it can kill Jack Harkness like 28 <laughs> billion times. But it doesn't, it doesn't burn up an arrow. <laughs> and it can freeze Clara almost to death or whatever it did to Clara. Right. I don't see why not. But it doesn't but bother it, arrows. But it doesn't bother arrows. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point. So that means the TARDIS consciously decided to extend the, the shields or whatever around the arrow to protect it just so that the doctor could see it when he got out at the next place he's at. But didn't do it with Clara. Only only uh, partially did it. Well, we all know how, t- right. <laughs> how, how sexy feels about Clara. We all know. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get a, a needless sacrificial death, um, unless you count Master Quail, which that wasn't really sacrificial. Nah, that was just sort of... Really. Yeah. That wasn't, I'm going to save mm. everyone by doing this. Uh, yeah. We didn't get any Doctor Who's or um, or Jamie Dodgers. Let's, <laughs> let's go around. I don't think we're gonna, I don't think we're going to see Jamie Dodgers pop back up no, on the list for a while. Sad. But don't, uh, don't worry, though. I'm, I promise you, they're coming. There are more <laughs> Jamie Dodgers. They're coming. That's right. 12, 12, I remember specifically, at least one time, uh, brings up the old Jamie Dodgers. Um, under other stuff we noticed, there's uh, there's the the bit where Robin Hood says something about taking the Doctor's blue box and the doctor says, not in this universe or the next. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> What's, what is, okay, hang on. <laughs> he didn't say the universe next door, <laughs> like spatially. It's the, the next, next universe. universe. That means the one after this one? What does that mean? Like, I, I just kind of was like, that's a, but that's a typical doctor throwaway line. Like, not in this universe 
or the next. Moving right along. Like, no, I, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, what? That would have been the spot for if Clara had been out of the TARDIS at that point for her to have reacted. You know, that would have been great. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had on here, Master Quail has a lot of spit. <laughs> I think they made him chug a water bottle and I'm hold saying, it all in his mouth. He looked like a fire breather. Uh, you know, yeah. where like all he needed to do was put a torch in front of that. And it would just, you know. Yeah, it was that that level and it was just supposed to be him spitting um the first when that first happened for like a half a second my brain is like what is happening is he like like is he about to explode like what, what is going on with that amount but anyways uh what was the deal with the gold arrow powering the engines just by touching the outside of the spaceship yeah like why did they have it all melting in a giant pot. Why were they forming into those giant circuit boards or whatever? Yeah, apparently you could have just, just laid it, it outside. outside. Yeah, you could have just laid it all on the ground. Heck, for that matter, why were they giving away a gold arrow if they weren't going to have enough gold to make it into space? <laughs> why did they do that in the first place? <laughs> That's, That's true. Trap. That's true. Well, it's you know what's funny? It's one of those times where it seemed like the doctor understood the aliens' technology better than the aliens did. I, mm-hmm. I guess. Because the robots had no problem with, with leaving. At and 83% capacity? What? At one point, they were at like 47% or like something like that. And the doctor's like, it's not enough. You're going to explode. And they're like, man, we're heading out. You know, so I just I don't understand. I, also, how is 80, the difference between 83% capacity and 100 is not making it out <laughs> to space. And, mm-hmm. well, oh, that, oh, I see what you're saying. Making it out to space or exploding. Okay, so here's the bit I don't understand. Even though they made it to to space, they yeah. exploded. Well, yeah. Why did they explode? Did we? Why they were, were they going, exploding they were, in the first place? Like, no, that's what I'm saying. Is like they, they I was going to go to space, come back down to Earth in London or whatever, and then take over and land or something. But why did they explode? Yeah, they were going to explode. London, anyways, they were going to fall down and then explode. No, London, you don't understand. No, 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 no that wasn't the plan. The doctor was yeah, saying yeah, know, they're going to explode London, but the tiniest tip of one golden arrow is enough <laughs> to get them into space before they explode. The plan was never to explode. Right. Yeah, they just I know. did. Just for the record, <laughs> that was yeah, not their plan. I, the plan. That's not is what I ever said. That's what it sounded ne- like you were saying. That's not what, what I was saying. Well, you were answering my question, which was, why did it explode? And you said, well, they were going to land in London and explode. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, what caused them to explode? The doctor didn't do they anything, They still right? weren't. They were going to explode. They weren't trying to explode. Right, right. They were going to explode. Right. He just got them slight bit further before they exploded. But that's what I'm saying. Why did they sense. explode at all? Right, right. I don't have enough fuel in my car. My car does not <laughs> explode because of it. That's not. Yeah, exactly. There was, there was. There was no re- okay. If you're saying the engines are going to fail and and cascade and, and explode, explode or something, that's I get it. And then just but, getting that extra bit of gold will make it get up just right. a bit farther. How do you use right. gold as a fuel source? Eh, you don't. But I don't get. <laughs> I don't get what the circuits were for. If you can't tell the entire oh, plot. Yeah. Kind that of was the fell thing. Apart. Is the doctor described them as the engine circuits, and I'm like, like. I don't think that's a thing. Well, I thought the gold was the fuel. I'm confused. They, they were, were they fit were, into circuits. They were like in weird circuit board thingies. Like, the, what do you... Okay. As far as, as I can tell... engine circuit? No. As far as I can tell, the gold has to be the fuel. Yeah. Otherwise, the arrow wouldn't have made a difference. But also, oh, why are they making like circuits <laughs> out of the gold then? 
I don't. I, I, I don't know. If they need to use know. it for fuel, why not use anything? It's to, to say to the least, there were sense. plot holes in this episode. <laughs> just a, a few. To, just a few. <laughs> so, um, I love Robin Hood's line: "History is a burden, but stories can make us fly." That was oh. just. Uh, that was very. There, I'm telling you, man. Robin Hood was yeah. was good in this one. He, yes. he he was he had some like, he had some poetry. Like the there. doctor said, "You're too perfect." Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Perfect teeth and the chiseled jaw and blah blah blah. Uh, you, you jelly doctor. Uh, Corbin, what's your, uh, what's your note a here? Bit. Um, you just have before I get into this. I oh, also okay. want to point out that an arrow outpaced a rocket ship. <laughs> well, <laughs> with escape velocity, by the way. Yeah, right. <laughs> not only did it, not only did it catch up to a rocket, it caught up to a rocket that had like a. 90 second head start because they kept arguing about who could actually reach it until they're like, I know all three of us. But then really it was just Robin holding the, the bow with his feet. Like no part of that. Anyways. Yeah. Oh, whatever. (laughs) Caught up to a rocket. I didn't even think of that. (laughs) That's fantastic. Plot holes you could drive a dump truck through. Um, so I was confused by the whole thing with Marion. So I just want to clear up when we see her get captured, uh-huh. does that take place before the doctor arrives and meets Robin Hood or does that take place afterwards? I think she got like, no, mean I mean, in literally the in the story, did it take place before or after that scene? I think it was after. I think because after we, the we, doctor landed, the doctor landed, gets out, meets Robin Hood. Cause we had to establish see, remember, that Robin it's all to, real. Yeah. And then we see the the soldiers looting yeah. and the sheriff showing up and Quail being killed and Marion being taken away. But Robin Hood thought that Marion had died, right? No. No, 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 no. No, she got left behind in the village because he got, like, he had to leave and lost all of his stuff. Right. So Marion oh, okay. stayed that makes more there. Sense. Yeah. It, I mean, she didn't it, look like she was living <sighs> quite the lavish life that Robin described so there's two things master quail calls her his ward which is kind of like saying i've adopted her Uh right a ward would have been rather than adopting an orphan this would be taking in someone because you're in a position to care for them uh in merlin remember Mm -hmm. what's her name's ward right yeah it's that same thing what's her name Uh, why can't i think morgana Morgana is 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 actually um, just Whatever, never mind. Yeah, just, just hush. Shut up. Um, Morgana is Uther's ward um, because I think because their fathers were good. F- he was good friends with her father and he he died or something, so he took her in. Good something. friends with his father. Huh? Good friends with her father, you say. I, anyways. Um, th- th- yeah, that, yeah. I, 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 I took me a second. <laughs> I hear you. But at any rate, at any rate, that's the idea is that Master Quail is taking care of her. He's her, uh, she is his ward. And then she gets kidnapped. And there's the line where he says, new to Nottingham, are, you, are we? So in other words, she has just gotten there. Okay. So wherever she was living, she is now, it's, I, it's like she's gone into hiding with Quail, right. essentially. That makes Aww. more sense. Yeah. I was a little confused because I thought, for some reason, Robin Hood thought she was dead. She was not dead. She was living with some random person. But then she gets captured and then returned. And so I was super confused. Right. In the in the typical telling of the Robin Hood stories, Maid Marian is living in the castle uh, with Prince John. Not mm. with Prince John, but in Prince John's castle. 
that's typically where where we find her at the beginning of a Robin Hood. Also, was Prince so was John meant to be the good guy in this? No, we never even see Prince John in this. Yeah, but out you ran over my toe. But <laughs> like, like Small they they were like, oh yes, the great Lord Prince John. He would never let such vile creatures as you run this country no, or whatever. They were no. making it out like he was a pretty okay Who said guy. that? Someone. I don't know. But Okay. Do, don't confuse Prince John with um, um, King Richard. They may have been saying King Richard. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So typically the story is King Richard, good king, Richard the Lionheart. He goes off to the Crusades. Prince John rules in his stead. So he's the big bad guy. And then the Sheriff of Nottingham is the the local bad guy you know he's the he's not the end boss he's the <laughs> he's the middle stage boss. I see. um and in this story we just never even get to prince john now the other place is that nottingham the sheriff of nottingham is gonna go wipe out prince john in this story mm. he's gonna go to london with the on the ship and he's gonna take out prince john so prince john isn't the good guy but he's just in the way of Nottingham ruling the world. What were the three counties that you <laughs> Three like counties. Nottingham and then Wessex and something, you know, and then, and then the world. <laughs> it's like, whoa, we didn't even go to London. We just go to the world. Yeah. Anyways, um, that brings us down to who's who. So who is Clara? First of all, she took uh, year seven after school Taekwondo. <laughs> it's like, uh, interesting <laughs> note. Okay. So that, that, by the way, did you see, do you remember what she was holding when she said that? It's like, giant axe oh yeah it was like more of a decorative thing than anything else but it was like taller than her she couldn't even hold I up the taekwondo. head of it ah. taekwondo a defensive class or something well, yeah it's like it doesn't involve medieval battle axes no. at the very least yeah it doesn't yeah. involve swords or anything but uh no let not alone really. gigantic yeah. battle axes yeah. um i love her line i said shut up <laughs> she kept saying shut up <laughs> and i i really I'll don't know if, sure yeah <laughs> So angry. Uh, some of our accent. some of our uh, listeners across the pond got us help help us out here. Was that a bit of a different accent coming out in her or what? It because right on the heels Scottish. of that, um, maybe. Yeah, see, I don't know. That's where I get lost in if, in accents. If you can't then. tell, I don't really know my accents. I'm just. <laughs> I thought it sounded like it. Uh, she made the line. I uh, said the line. You can take the girl out of Blackpool. Dot and, dot dot. And and you what? can't take the. Because uh, clearly, people in medieval times know the rest of that state <laughs> phrase. I don't know what that even is. So, so it's like you say, you can take the boy out of the country, but you can't take the country out of the boy. Oh. In other words, you know, you're still going to be who you are, even if you're relocated into a different place and that kind of thing. So you can take the girl out of Blackpool, and I don't even remember why she said that. What that was in response to? <laughs> yeah, it was her saying something snarky, I think, uh, or being very direct. Maybe that's what it was. Nottingham oh, talking yeah. about her being very direct. Well, you can take the girl out of Blackpool, and uh, the the Wakia noted a little bit of discontinuity here because. Um, it has been said before that she is from somewhere else. And here she's saying, here she makes it sound like she's from Blackpool, which if I remember correctly, uh, Jenna Coleman is from Blackpool. Well, I think apparently we're talking she's from everywhere where the doctor has been. So, Well, this is this is also true. You can take the girl <laughs> Maybe he's of, been to Blackpool. You can take the young Time Lord girl out of Gallifrey, but, but you can't make her be a yeah. human later unless you can because of a time fracture. You know what I'm saying? Major. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, I love her line. Don't give up. Not ever. Not even one single day. And then she says, be safe if you can be, but always be amazing. And That's I was a like, doctor. That line is totally right a doctor there. line. 
That is a that German. is an eleven line. Oh yeah, that is definitely an eleven line. Uh, be and I love be safe if you can be. I've I've been noticing. I don't know if y'all have noticed this. Um, your interactions with people are a little bit different at your age. Have y'all noticed that be safe is the new <laughs> goodbye? Have y'all come across yeah. this? You're like, you know, I'm on the phone Stay with tech safe. support. Yeah, I'm on phone with tech support and I'm like, oh, okay, well, that got it fixed. Thanks so much. And they're like, all right, great. Well, is there anything else? No. Okay, well, stay safe. Uh, you too? Like, click. Um, so I thought it was don't funny. Don't die be- and all. <laughs> yeah, don't get the Rona. Mm-hmm. Uh, be safe if you can be, but always be amazing. I say we adopt that. Okay? Yes. So instead of saying, all right, y'all be safe, we're going to say be safe if you can be, but always be amazing. That's that's uh, our new thing, okay? Sure. Y'all, I'm sure you're going to no. remember that and say that every time now. So in, especially uh, on Zoom, all right? When you're in class and you're logging <laughs> off of, of Google Meets for the day, make sure you say, "Be safe if you can no. be, but always be amazing." All right? And then, and if you're not on, if you're not on mic, what's that? And then everybody will just burst out laughing, like, "What are you talking?" Or be like, uh, "What?" <laughs> that, or they'll be like, "Are you high I, right now?" I am amazing. You're right. I should always be amazing. So, and if you're not on mic, type it. You can just type it up. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Who is the doctor? Uh, first of all, he fences with a spoon. And wings, I should point and out. A, yeah. And a, a long leather glove. Because, uh, you know, that not was only... weird. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Glove? He didn't have two. Were you trying yeah, to do? Yeah. protect your hand while you're fencing? I mean, like, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, like taking your coat off, you know, like getting ready for a fight. Like putting he was putting on. Glove? Well, if you're sword fighting. Like glove. sword fighters are in this... T- Type of thing are normally wearing gloves. Granted, they're also normally wearing like hats with feathers in them and stuff. But whatever, um, he can he can only do what he can do. So I am the doctor, and this is my spoon. That was. I really thought he was pulling out his Sonic. Yeah, but not not so much. You know. Uh, but just going to show you that the that the twelfth doctor is going to at all costs try to be uh, defensive and not use a weapon. I think it's funny he. Defeated a dude with a spoon, and then later he like shoots an arrow, and then it turns out that he didn't actually do that. Like he right. learned how to like defeat someone with a spoon. He learned how to and, fence with a spoon, but he never. Learned well, I mean, you how can't to, learn everything, well, Trip. He said millions of years and stuff. What like thousands? What two thousand years old? And he spent half of that time running away from danger. Anyway. <laughs> More than half. Yeah, probably. Uh, he he asks uh, Clara, "When did you stop?" Oh no, no, I'm sorry. Clara asks him, when did you stop believing in everything? It's like, oh. when he became the cynical doctor. Yeah, when he became the crotchety old doctor. Um, he says to her, when did you start believing in impossible heroes? And she says, don't you know? I'm like, wow, the doctor is an idiot. Yeah. I and don't then, believe it. And then we're going to come back to that. Uh, as Tripp was saying, he's a master bowman is what I wrote. And then it's like, oh, no, he's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, uh, not. oh actually... Here, let me just add that to the notes here. Yeah. Uh, actually, no. <laughs> That's not the case anymore. Um, I love his line, the quickest way to figure out somebody's plans, get captured. <laughs> That's uh, he's not wrong. True. I mean, you know. Well, that's te- definitely the trope that happens in, in movies and TV shows, well, right? You that get, only happens in TV shows. So. Well, that's he's what I'm saying. got it right. Well, and he's in a TV show. That's, that's right. right. Yeah. So, uh, Robin says you have a sickly appearance to you. He's <laughs> like, you're pale as milk. <laughs> like, Dang, man. started dissing him. <laughs> the last doctor was like known for his quaff. And this guy is known for, you're kind of sickly you look looking. sick. Are you okay? I mean, if one of the two of us is going to pretend to be sick, it's obviously going to have to be you if we want it to be believable. Ouch. Uh, let's see. The uh, When the girl kissed him and said, you saved us, clever one. He was like 
really touched by that. Did y'all notice that? Where he like put his hand to yeah, his cheek, like, like she kissed him on the cheek, he put his hand up to his cheek, and he was just kind of like stunned into silence happened? for a minute. <laughs> I don't know what to take away from that reaction, but yeah. it, it definitely affected him. I just don't know how. Like I don't know what we were supposed to be communicating yeah. in that moment, so it's kind of interesting. Uh, as we mentioned, he's still not keen on the laughing thing, uh, Clara says to him. <laughs> um, it is, oh man, okay, so this line where... Uh, we, Corb, uh, Trip, this is one of your favorite things here where the, the double meaning, right? Mm-hmm. So Robin says, is it still so hard to believe that a man born into wealth and privilege should find the plight of the oppressed too much to bear until one night he steals a TARDIS, Whoa. flies among the stars fighting the good fight, right? You so, know how much of an idiot I was? <coughs> I still thought he was talking about himself when I first heard that <laughs> line. I spent nearly a minute trying what? to figure out what he meant by that until I realized what? he was talking about Did you think he doctor. was trying to say, I'm about to steal the TARDIS? Yeah. I had no idea. I, I'm telling you, I was trying to figure it out for so long. And I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, it's a double meaning. I, I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the uh, um, the good man goes to war and, and uh, you know, what was, what was, remember Amy's speech? Where it, oh, they I totally know. build it up like she's talking about the doctor, and then it's like, "Who's your father?" Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what? Some That's call not... him the last centurion. Yeah. Oh wait, what? <laughs> um, and then circling back around to what we were talking about a minute ago, when did you stop believing in impossible heroes? And Clara says, "Don't you know?" We find out that Robin says, uh, "You're her hero," right? Uh, so that brings me to: Can we talk about Robin's speech? Because that last interaction between Robin Hood and the doctor was amazing. The doctor says, I am not her hero. And Robin Hood says, neither am I. But perhaps if we both keep pretending, perhaps others will become heroes in our name. Perhaps we will both be stories and may those stories never end. And then uh, later on, he says, remember, doctor, I'm just as real as you. So all of this interaction here was was great on multiple levels, right? Mm-hmm. So first of all, in universe, this was just a great like character moment for both of them, yeah. right? This was kind of like this was Robin Hood being Robin Hood, right? So you've got all the swashbuckling and the saving the damsels mm-hmm. in distress, yeah. but in in a good Robin Hood tale, there's always going to be a moment where he sort of like breaks it all down of like why we're doing what we're doing, right? Yeah. And sort of like get real and get to know the character. So you have that. And there's so much parallel between Robin Hood and the Doctor in universe. Because like he's saying, you know, if we both keep pretending, perhaps others will become heroes in our name. And that's Mm. exactly what we have happen with the Doctor and his companions all the time. Yeah. Right? Uh, Sometimes to to their detriment... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sometimes the doctor doesn't like when his companions try to be heroes for him. We've even had where, you know, someone confronted him with that, mm-hmm. you know, that they, be- they become warriors for you, doctor, you know, that whole thing. I think that was back during tenants time. Yeah. Now on a production level, there was also all kinds of other stuff going on. So first of all, he says, keep pretending. And he says, perhaps we'll both be stories. I mean, that's kind of exactly what they're all doing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. On a production level, when he says, I'm just as real as you. It's true in universe and it's true at a production level because in universe, it turns out he's not a legend or, Mm -hmm. or he's a legend that was based on a real man. And at a production level, they're both not real. (laughs) (laughs) On a production level, they're both fictional characters, right? Mm -hmm. He also says, um, 
others will become heroes in our name. And I mean, that's kind that's like mm -hmm. what hero stories do. They, they inspire other people towards higher ideals. Those moments that I was talking about in a good Robin Hood story or in a good Doctor Who episode or in a good Star Trek or any other thing where they take the moment to sort of say, this is why we do what we do. This is who yeah. we are and remind each other of that. That's the kind of thing, right? That inspires other people towards those same kind of higher, uh, higher ideals. It's why our stories about our own history get blown out of proportion, right? It's why... You know, we, we think of George Washington chopping down the cherry tree when mm. that probably never happened, you know, and all those kinds of things. It's like, oh, that's 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 a story to remind us to be truthful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of what's happening here. It's not true. Uh, yeah, yeah. They so, created a fake story to keep, tell us to well, you know, always tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, uh, I never I'm glad you spelled that. that out because I missed that completely. <laughs> I missed what you guys, were saying. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but every now and then, in order to be really truthful, you kind of have to you know, bend the truth a little bit. Exaggerate <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. That's right. Um, so then he says, may those stories never end. Now, both of these characters, Robin Hood and the Doctor, are in a class of character along with James Bond, yeah. Sherlock Holmes, uh, maybe Captain Kirk. We're getting there with Captain yeah. Kirk. Yeah. Where they've been played throughout time by different actors, right? So the the story of Robin Hood is, you know, I don't even know how old the <laughs> earliest examples of that story are. But for at least 100 years, we've been doing TVs, uh, TVs, TV shows, movies, plays, novels, all this all this type of stuff with that same character. Same thing with Sherlock Holmes, right? The the Sherlock Holmes TV show that we reference on this podcast is one of many. It is one of two mm -hmm. that is currently on the air. <laughs> While that was going wow. on on the BBC, there was a show called Elementary that was oh, wow. Sherlock in the modern times, right? And um, it's like a modern retelling. It's like in New York, Watson is a woman, uh, oh, you know, and all cool. these—it's like all these different, but the but the main elements are there, and cool. and by the way, while those two shows were on, there were two Robert Downey Jr. movies <laughs> made about Sherlock Holmes. Of course, you know it's like yeah, uh, yeah. So we like Sherlock apparently. Um, and by the way, the the TV show House. The reason uh, have you all ever heard of that show? No. Okay, yeah. it's about Doctor Gregory House. And oh. he is, he's, he's, he's the doctor that figures out what's wrong with the patient, you know, when nobody else can. Oh. Right. And my, my, I watched that show. So there's just like mystical doctor figures. No, no, no. no. Mystical. He's, he's brilliant. Scientific. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's he's what I mean. brilliant. Like he's... And, and it blew my mind about three or four seasons in, first of all, to find out he was British because <laughs> <laughs> I heard him on an interview and I was like, uh, hang what, on. what, what, what? But secondly, I heard somebody casually mentioned in a blog post one time that uh, Dr. House was named that because house is another word for Holmes. He is Sherlock Holmes just in the medical field. And I was like, <gasps> you wow. know, oh so we, we just constantly come back to these characters. James Bond is like that, right? So many different actors have played James Bond, um, will continue to play James Bond. You know, that will 
never stop because mm. it doesn't have to. It just can keep on going. Mm. Pretty sure Dracula has been in every oh, form of media content. And there you go. It's for been the past in every thousand movie. Years every yeah, well, I mean, it was written in the 1800s, so don't get too carried mm. away. But, um, but yeah, exactly. Frankenstein is, is, is similar to that. Yeah. I put Kirk on the list because Kirk is has now been played by several actors, like um, primarily two. Um, I think just, I think I, well, I guess just two, unless you count like one-offs where he was a kid or something like that. Well, yeah. <clears throat> but he, he's primarily been played by two actors and I would not be surprised if another actor picks up that role sometime down the road. Right. Yeah. And Half of the DC characters for that matter. Batman, oh yeah. Superman like, I mean, how many, has like a hundred, how many Spider-Man, Spider-Man movies? To, <laughs> yeah. There have been three Spider-Man actors just to do the movies. And In that's only like if you, 10 years. that's only if you don't count into the, into the Spider-Verse. Oh, um, that's and that too. doesn't count by the way, the multiple live action television shows that, that there have been yeah. over the years. So <clears throat> all that to say, the doctor is in this same line. The doctor having the unique, uh, addendum to this, that when you see Robert Downey Jr. playing Sherlock Holmes, and then you see, Benedict Cumberbatch playing Sherlock Holmes, mm. you know you are looking at two different tellings of the story. Yeah. Whereas when you see Peter Capaldi playing the Doctor and Matt Smith playing the Doctor, it's the same universe. It's the same story, right? But it's a similar thing where I would not be surprised if 200 years from now, there are still Doctor Who movies and TV <laughs> shows and novels being written. Oh, yeah. Whether, you know, obviously, well, let me say, not likely to be a continuation from now. Oh, yeah. It's but not I mean, going to be the same doctor but I mean, on generation 250. Well, honestly, who knows? We maybe maybe if the show if the show declines like it did the first time and the ratings yeah. go down and they cancel the show 10 years later, who's to say that they wouldn't do a movie and pick up where you left off? Mm-hmm. And then At another 26. TV show in 50 years. You know, who knows? Is, this could easily happen, and and I think that that's something that's uh, that's interesting about certain characters that are just like archetypes. You can just pick yeah. them up out of their thing and put them elsewhere. I don't know that Robin Hood. I don't know that I've ever seen a a Robin Hood done out of context, like a modern day Robin Hood where mm. it's called Robin Hood. It's yeah. you know, it'd be one thing if it's just like rob from the rich, give to the poor, but yeah. I've never seen it done where it is Robin Hood hmm. uh, retold. That would be interesting. Should do that. But. But we should B- make that. Uh, let's get on it. The BBC had a Robin Hood TV show that ran for about three seasons a couple mm. of years back. So, you know, we're, we're still doing it. So, guys, Patreon. Uh, Patreon. Patreon is brought to you by Noobs and the Whovian. Uh, That's not indeed. how anything We works. own them now. Noobs and the Whovian is brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared, and James. If you find value as they do in what we do and you want to do a little something to do something back... Uh, it just kind of got away from me. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> if you would like to become a supporting patron of family-friendly independent media, head over to noobsinthehoovian.com slash support. You can find out how you can become a monthly supporting patron at Patreon. Uh, you can also find out how you can give a one-time uh, sponsor an episode, sponsor a season. Let us know um, how you would like to do that, or rather go to noobsinthehoovian.com slash support and read about the ways that you can uh, support. Choose the one that, that best fits you and your abilities right now and hop on board and become a supporting patron today. So classic who connection. We've got uh, our segment from Jared. Let's hear what he had to say about robot of Sherwood. I can't say robot of Sherwood. I almost said Robin. That's what I'm trying to say. Robin Robin of (laughs) of Sherwood. Okay. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your classic who connections for robot of Sherwood. 
So after finding Robin Hood, the Doctor wondered if he and Clara were in a miniscope. You see, in the third Doctor serial, Carnival of Monsters, they showed a miniscope as a sideshow attraction. It's basically a television, but the characters are living inside the box. They're miniaturized people or creatures living inside the miniscope. So it's a television, but trapped people inside. Small trapped people inside. Um, yeah, that's legal, I'm sure. Anyway, moving on. Uh, in the fourth Doctor serial, State of Decay, we also had a spaceship that looked like a castle. The first Doctor's companions, Polly and Ben, escaped capture in the serial The Smugglers by acting possessed, just like the Doctor and Robin Hood did. And finally, the TARDIS has been shot by an arrow before. I think we saw one before in, in New Who, but in Classic Who, the, in the serial Silver Nemesis, Lady Penaforte hit the TARDIS with an arrow. Uh, thanks to the TARDIS Wikia for that one. Uh, I didn't quite remember that on my own. So I didn't love this one. It wasn't awful, uh, but it just it just didn't hit me as uh, fantastic. I had a little fun with it, but uh, I'm going to give this one 6.5 out of 10 robots that might not be robots, but I'm pretty sure they are robots. And nothing really creepy about it at all, so I have a hard time giving it a 0, so I'm giving it 10 creep levels. Never given a 0 before, so I'm going with 10. So thanks to the TARDIS Wikia for the help with the Classic Who Connections and for the noobs in the Whovian for having me on. And I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time. Yeah, so I think technically if we uh, go by the 500 creep levels, technically the bottom would be level one, right? Well, yeah. yeah. So, so you can't give it a zero. Well, I mean, in Britain, don't they have level zero? This was a space station. It was. It's a British show. So <laughs> it's, a, I'm gonna say. it's a British space station. Ah, okay, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Jared Zero gave it. Jared gave it six point five. Uh, Trip forgot a decimal point and <laughs> made this the best episode of all time. <laughs> and then I re-added a decimal. Wait a minute. Point. He gave it a six point five. Did he give it out of something? I don't know. Crap. I don't think he did. Oh. I think he just said six point five. I don't think he said six point five things. Or whatever. Anywho, <laughs> I'm gonna hear this back uh, later on and be like, "Oh, yeah, he totally said that." <laughs> anyway, so Trip, what did, what did you actually mean to give it? Seven point five. Not seventy five. <laughs> okay, just just clarifying. Seven point five out of ten. Um, weird purple light lasers. Cross lasers. <laughs> yeah, why were they cross? Because uh, like everyone back then was Catholic. I don't. Know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say there was kind of like a weird vibe with that where it's almost like an ash wednesday joke almost or something like that so i don't know uh so trip gave it 7.5 out of 10 cross lasers uh corbin what about you <laughs> uh i i mean i thought this one was pretty good and going fairly strong and then it kind of really, really fell flat the, yeah. the rocket thing and the gold arrow like, all that there really, really is too you. many plot <laughs> holes there to just excuse i say they should have gone with the 
he was a robot or something, or there was something actually weird about him, I think that would have been better. About Robin? Yeah. Yeah, I kept I kept all the way up to the end. All the way up to the end. I kept waiting for like he was gonna step into the TARDIS and Robin was gonna like rip his face off and have a a a robot. Ah, I am a robot. Suddenly suddenly his eye falls out or or something. Or no, he was gonna rip off his face and underneath he was actually an ood or like some random alien. It's like I wasn't a robot. (laughs) But I was an alien. That's like if like how have these stories been so well preserved for thousands of years? Because because uh uh what is her name? What Marion? Uh, no, not Marion. The Clara? Clara is able to predict things about his life based on the yeah. stories. Yeah, that's the that is one thing about it. Where if they were going to say no, 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 it turns out Robin Hood was a real dude, and the legend developed from him, then it he shouldn't have actually legend. been able to split an arrow in half three or four times in a row. He shouldn't have been, you know, he shouldn't have shown up in disguise literally as Tom the Tinker, the Mm -hmm. name that is in every version of the story. Like, you know, some of the details should have been like, oh, looks like we got that slightly askew. Like, oh, by the way, by the way, was, was, was the John Little thing, was the, was the little person supposed to be John Little? Yeah. Was that the joke? Yeah. Oh. It didn't land. But what? it was like, this tall guy is named John Little. We call him Little John. Which honestly would have been a funnier joke. But then it's like, well, oh, no, no, there is a little person. No, that him. is the joke. That's the character from the Robin yeah. Hood story. Oh, really? Yeah, and that's the thing. In Robin Hood, he meets this giant of a guy and he introduces himself as John Little. And he says, ha, I will call you Little John. And it's it's a merry old jest. Right. You know, that kind of thing. Hilarious. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, and then and Definitely not the first thing you would think of as a joke. Well, it's a, it's a it's a punny name, but then then the little person jumps up and was like, "Ah, we're just messing with you." And but he didn't ever say. Gives like an actual scream of fright <laughs> from it. Right. So so are we saying that they got everything else right, including the name Tom the Tinker, Except but that over the John centuries, was... it turns out Little John actually was a little person. They thought the what? joke was like actually the case or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I, I do wish that, uh, that that had been a little better. I agree with you on the plot holes. So did you ever give us your score? I'm going to say uh, six golden arrows. <laughs> six <idea>. stupid. <laughs> six massive plot holes caused by a single golden arrow. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Okay, so this was one that I came into it going, nah. Like, I didn't remember much about it other than what the title already told yeah. you was that it was going to involve Robin Hood and robots. Like I, like I said, I, I it forgot was be Cybermen or something. Oh, the, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. So but. I thought, uh, like I said earlier that it, it was going to turn out even at the last minute or something that Robin actually was some kind of a robot or something. Yeah. So I, I misremembered that. that. Um, but honestly for me, I had way more fun throughout the episode than I remembered having in the past. And I think part of it, honestly, part of it was just Robin. Like he was so good. Yeah. And I, and, and honestly, I hated that part. I, what did you I hate? hated the fact that he was like all laughy and ha ha ha. You know, honest, everything is so honestly, funny. And, I'm wondering if it's like because that. of where we are in the world right now versus where we were yeah. when I watched this episode 40 years ago or whatever. Am I just like, or gosh, four years, five years. I don't remember when I first watched this episode, but Maybe it's just like, oh, yeah, I just want to watch a guy have fun. <laughs> like, I just want to watch a guy be be a good guy, be a mm-hmm. genuinely good guy, 
not turn out to be the bad guy and not turn out to be fake. Can we just have that happen, please? <laughs> please, for the love. You know, maybe a little bit of escapism in my life, you know? Um, so I definitely enjoyed that. And then as we talked about in the Can We Talk About section, I love, love, love the parallels between Robin and the doctor that I don't remember catching last time. So I think obviously I think I'm watching the show with a much more critical eye than I used to. I'm watching it with, you know, notes in front of me and stuff. Yeah. Um, so at that being said, there were a lot of plot holes. There <laughs> yeah. were some things about this that I wasn't crazy about. And, and I would say like, if you stack this up to some of the other stuff we've watched, I wouldn't put it among the best. the best. Yeah. So um, I'm going to give it seven golden hands out of 10 um, just because I, I think that we have room to grow in this series and room to grow yeah. with this doctor. So I'm going to, I'm going to give it seven out of 10 uh, creep level. Jared said uh, 10. Um, yeah. I don't know. Even the robots weren't scary. I mean, no, I th- not really think they the were thought cool, of getting melted by like a <laughs> purple the- laser thing. Oh, that was pretty horrifying. Yeah. Is pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's pretty bad. So what? So what did you give it then? I'm just gonna go thirty. I mean, yeah. Nothing really much. Just I, I'm gonna just go the thought of that. <laughs> just that scene alone. Yeah, yeah. That and then the first time we see the robots, it's a little scary. Reveal like, oh, it really no. just catches you off guard. But, yeah, like, oh but then gosh. but then like when you look at them, like they're not they were really cool. They were yeah, they're really not cool. meant to be yeah. scary. Really. No, they really weren't. Like mm. the half face man, that was that was terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go fifty out of five hundred. So we're we're set ten percent basically. Yeah, is what I'm saying. So Corbin, what about you? Uh, I'm gonna say ten. Okay. okay, Corbin says ten. All right, so that brings us down to theories, thoughts on Missy and Heaven, and I'll throw in there the Promised Land because that's all okay. Her. We didn't I, get. We didn't see Missy. We didn't see anybody go to heaven, but we did. What talk talk, talk they, to me? Talk to me. Okay, I have to figure. That, like, something, there's really something going on with robots Uh and the promised land. Because Mm. we already have robot bad guys, the Cybermen. But they have been throwing new robots at us left and right almost every episode. Okay, so the first one was was old robots. The the clockwork droids we've seen before. I just assume. Remember? Word? What? Remember the girl in the fireplace? The clockwork droids? I I didn't think those were the same thing. Yeah, we talked about that in the episode last time, that at the very end, they revealed that the spaceship they came from, I can't remember the name now, was the sister spaceship to the Madame de Pompadour, which was the name of the ship that intersected with Madame de Pompadour's timeline and and the mirrors and and the clockwork droids. So we've seen them before, but even still... Okay, yeah. Twice in two episodes. We didn't bring out the classic robots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, I've, there's got to be something I mean, about that in particular that's really important. One thing I would note is that the two robots that we have pulled out are robots. Yeah. Yeah. Like even the clockwork droids were th- like they were gaining human parts. Yeah. But they were straight up robots. Yeah. Whereas the Cybermen are, have always been like part biological. So the Daleks like, are always part biological, yeah, yeah. you know, in a can. But these are robot robots. Right? Who made it last time? It was that lady that died. She was a woman. Yeah. I don't think she was. Huh? I I feel like maybe she was a robot because everyone else we've seen so far, it's been a robot. And clearly there's something connecting robots and the the 
heaven or whatever it is. We've, we've seen two people go, one was human, one was robot. Right. And the only other mention we've got of it was in an episode with robots. But You say she was a robot. She was human. Well, Corbin yeah. is now saying she she was a robot. Lieutenant Red Shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember her name. So I was, I was writing in the in the notes there, Lieutenant Red Shirt was a robot. Um, I, yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can go look up her name. I so what are you guys thinking? We, we've talked about... Um, I think it has something to do with robots. But I don't think that... She was a robot. Who? Um, that Lieutenant <laughs> Redshirt or whatever. <laughs> All right. So uh, let me just read what we what we've had so far. Uh, Corbin and Trip agree. They theorize that the half faced man didn't actually die, but was put into a new body of some kind. Uh, that is not heaven, though it could be the promised land. Mm-hmm. Trip says Missy is not a robot, but is <clears throat> perhaps the creator or of one of the creators. Like a, okay. it was a group project she didn't like she's okay. not like davros or something now, just completely so is she a creator of both types of robots that we've encountered now the clockwork droids and the I mean, nameless robots i i think that they have something to do with each other because they're both robots that found their way into like really old times and stuff and like crashed down and stuff so i think yeah so they've both both crashed on earth didn't they yeah because the, the ones from Deep Breath crashed in, like, prehistoric Earth or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And these crashed in medieval England Earth. So, so I think it has something to do with each other, but I'm not really I don't think sure. she made them because okay. I don't see why she would make two highly different, different yeah. things. Because also, okay. if she made it, then we're saying she made all all the robots on the Madame de Pompadour as well. And like, right. Yeah. She created that race originally. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think she made them. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I, I think they, they're somehow connected somehow. The, the two kinds of robots. Yeah. Yeah. I don't and, know you right on that. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, anything else? No. Yeah. Theories about the promised land, heaven, Missy, any of that stuff? I don't think so. Gotcha. Pretty much it. All right, guys. Well, we are coming up on that time. Bill and Ted 3 is premiering August 28th. Um, now, <clears throat> I posted about this on Facebook. I may have put it on the Twitter. I can't remember. Uh, what is going on right now? It is premiering on video on demand like everywhere. Okay? <laughs> it's going to be on uh, iTunes. It's going to be on Google Play. Uh, it's going to be on Amazon Video. It is going to be on Voodoo. It is going to be on Fandango now. It's going to be on a couple of things I've never even heard of. It's going to be on um, Disney. So whatever your Disney. platform is, you can you can get it there. Now, uh, I want to say it's going for like $24.99 pretty much everywhere, except <laughs> at Fandango now. So mm. if you go through Fandango now, it's $19.99. And so on Bill & Ted's website... It says if you pre-order it, you can get bonus content. And then it says down in the fine print, bonus content availability may vary by platform. So when you look at the various platforms, I only saw, I I saw nothing about bonus content on Amazon, iTunes, or Google Play. Uh, Voodoo had something, but then Fandango Now had a bunch of stuff, which is weird because it was $5 cheaper. So that's the one to go. What is that all about? Um, the other thing is, uh, 
so far, the only theater that I've heard talking about it is the Alamo Draft House, which is based out of Austin, Texas. <laughs> so um, who knew? Theoretically, it will be playing in in the 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 Dallas. Uh, theater, Alamo Draft House. But uh, again, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash noobs in the Whovian, or slash, yeah, noobs in the Whovian, and look for my post about this. Um, I think if you just go to billandted3.com, billandted, the number three.com, um, it'll, it'll talk about this. Or no, 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 I'm sorry, not on their website. It was, anyways, the Alamo Draft House has partnered with Bill and Ted. They are going to be like pre-screening the movie for free Mm. On the 26th. So two days before it releases nationwide. For free. What? For free. Um, not at the Dallas one. Dan. Which is so uh-huh. dumb. Yeah. Now on the 27th, we could actually buy tickets to go see it on the 27th, which is also before it releases mm-hmm. nationwide. So what I'm not sure about is on the 28th, is it releasing in wider distribution? And Alamo mm. Drafthouse just has the exclusive on those two days? Because I... Right now, Cinemark, which is our go-to movie theater, is not talking about Bill and Ted. It is not on the website. Mm. So all of our local Cinemark theaters are not showing it on their website. So I don't know what's going on with that. So again, all of that to say, guys, keep an eye out for your local listings. As soon as I, you know, anytime that I come across anything, I've been trying to post it on the Facebook page. So go to facebook.com slash noobs in the Whovian and make sure that you stay up to date on that. So, um, oh, that being said, let me see here. I don't have the schedule pulled up. Corbin, do you have the schedule pulled up? What what is um when are we slated to do the the Bill and Ted timey wimey? Um trying to get there. That should uh let's see. That should drop uh episode 120. Is that right? This one says yeah, yeah. Episode 120. 120. Okay. So that that I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. So so you guys should have a couple of weeks uh between uh, when it premieres on the 28th and then when we actually release our episode. Um, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because what we didn't want to do was we didn't want to have it premiere on the 28th and then not everybody gets a chance to see it and then we release our episode. So we're going to have an episode in between where we actually go see it and when we record about it and, and, and all that kind of stuff when we release uh, that episode. So that should be coming out uh, on the 13th of September. So you've got a couple of weeks in between. So make sure that you go check that out. But as for right now, go watch series eight, episode four, listen, which had the creepiest dang next time that I can remember in a long time. I don't even remember what this episode is about. I remember when I was looking over the show schedule and I saw, listen, I shivered. I was like, and I was like, why did I shiver? (laughs) And then we saw the trailer and I went, Oh my gosh. Okay. But I don't remember anything else about it. Blocked the set of his mind. I must have. I don't remember anything about it except for it's, it's got one of our favorite things. What is that thing in the corner of your eye? It's going to come out from under your bed. (laughs) You know, all the steps behind you. Yeah, that's right. So I can't wait to, I can't wait to rediscover what it is that we're listening for (laughs) and all that kind of stuff. As we do series eight, episode four, listen, until then, guys, remember that Noobs in the Whovian is a production of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I'm Trip. Our production editor is the other guy. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for the Classic Who connection. And shout outs, as always, to Victor, Jared, and James for their Patreon support. 
You can find us over at facebook.com slash noobsinthehoovian or twitter.com slash noobshoovian. You can email us directly at noobsinthehoovian at gmail.com. Make sure you consider supporting us at patreon.com slash noobsinthehoovian. Go over to noobsinthehoovian.com for all these links and more, including the full show notes. Wherever you found us, make sure that you subscribe, like us, leave us a rating, share us with a friend. Not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. Until next time, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're, we're the, the news. news. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Beep, beep.